Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Soundcraft Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Muscles is Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's a co-founder of an amazing academy and have operated a private residential recovery program since 2011, helping more than 2,000 people overcome addictions and mental struggles. He also pioneered the actualized recovery, the brain-first approach to lasting recovery. And this gentleman has also earned his master's degree from Northwestern State University and a certified brain health coach, recovery coach, and brain echo neurotech as well, too. And he also has a partner who is not able to join. She's under the weather, but looking forward to have her on um, next time around. I was also co- and she was a co-founder, director of therapeutic um, wellness, works as an educator, entrepreneur, and also a business owner for 35 years. And they're both co-founders of Emergo Academy, recovery coach uh, certification. And how to become one? Well, this gentleman will tell you about it. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from Plus Studios, um, somewhere in the United States as well, too, our uh, co-founder of the Emergo Academy Recovery Coach Certification Program. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Dave Kenny. Dave, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Mike, one heck of an introduction. It's great to be with you in this outstanding show you have. So thanks very much for having myself and Susan, who's not with us today, but uh uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with you today and sharing some great information to help some people. And, and certainly as well, too. We're certainly looking forward to that. And uh, you're a co-founder of uh, Emergo Academy and have operated a private residential recovery program since 2011, helping more than 2,000 people overcome um, addiction and mental struggles. And uh, you pioneered the actualized uh, recovery, the brain-first approach to lasting recovery, along with um, Susan as well. You also earned your master's degree from Northwestern State University, certified brain health coach, recovery, and um, brain echo neurotech. And, uh, of course, we're going to be basically just talking about um, how to become one as well, too, in the recovery uh, coach business as well, too, and um, everything else. Of course, you know, become one in eight weeks. And before getting all that, Dave, tell us how you first got started. Oh, Mike. Uh, there's a long, I wasn't ready to go back in history here, but here it's we go. It's perfectly okay. I mean, let's help you recover, Sherman. Let's go back to the time machine. So, <laughs> so Mike, I'm an educator by heart and by trade and also a coach uh, through sport um, and, and um, really into human development and the human performance and helping people achieve the dreams that they want. That's ultimately my heart. That The influence of my life was my father, who was a world-class educator, um, and ran ran schools globally, internationally, and uh, had a had a more of an influence than I would have given him when I was a teenager. Uh, he helped shape me and who I am and and the heart. And really, it's helping people. And uh, how we ended up in recovery was was not a plan, Mike. And 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 even even my passion for this this beautiful thing called the brain was not something that I set out to do. It has happened through chance and circumstance. And I've followed things that have been put in front of me and asked some pretty important questions that have shaped my life. And ultimately, in in some private schools, we saw some kids, I'm going to go back to about the mid, about probably about 2007 and eight, and uh, saw some kids in private schools making poor choices and struggling. And even, yes, the learning challenges and difficulties, and they're good kids, and they're struggling and I was in the leadership group of a school of a great school, but these kids just weren't getting it done. And then some of the kids would make some really bad choices on the weekend. And it was a one strike school. So if you made a really bad decision with drugs, alcohol, and got caught, 
you know, off the off you went, well, home you went. And so that that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I, I didn't like that at all. And I began to question one thing. This is before I knew anything about the brain. I just said, why can't we change or why can't we help or why can't we uh, enhance how a brain performs? Mm-hmm. And that was it. That question is, why can't we change a brain? And then while recruiting for this same school, I was on the road um, and uh, meeting new families. And uh, on a Friday night, Mike, this is how crazy I get. On a Friday night in a hotel in a city by myself, I was in my room, 9, 10 o'clock at night, watching uh, um, the television and came across PBS and watched a guy named Dan, Dr. Daniel Amen from the Amen Clinics. And he's the world's, I believe, the world's leading neuropsychologist mm-hmm. and or psychiatrist, leading neuropsychiatrist. And Dr. Amen had a book and it was the first brain book I've ever come across. It said, change your brain, change your life. And if you think of those statements, you and I could talk for the next hour on those two statements, change your brain. So it is possible to change one's brain. Mm-hmm. What we have today does not mean that's what we have to have tomorrow or next year. And then if by changing in my brain, that means I can change my life. What I didn't understand at the time, though, Mike, is that could mean for the better and it can mean for not so good. Mm-hmm. So my, my brain through this word called neuroplasticity can evolve and change and I can help my brain in a positive way or I can hurt my brain in a negative way. And then I get two different outcomes. Mm-hmm. And so we began to, to follow this neuroscience in, the, in just in the idea of helping kids. And then I uh, got a new career opportunity and was the direct executive director of a, a school for troubled teens. Um, and then, and, and presented our findings of, of brain first. Um, and that didn't go over well. And then at one point, Susan and I, stepped back and we said, and we started to write a business plan and Shark Tank, everybody will know Shark Tank in the US. And Shark, and I had this idea, we're gonna write this big business plan and come forward. And we went, wait a minute, Susan actually pulled me aside. So what are we doing? First question any investor is gonna say is how many sales do you have? Well, we have none. Oh yeah, you get that all the time with Shark Tank. It's like, if I try that, I'd be like, uh, see ya. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and that makes sense. And so we went, we have a great concept. And in theory, following the science is going to work but we haven't we haven't, we haven't worked with anybody so we looked at each other and said let's let's go let's get it done and we opened uh 2011 with two clients right away and a staff four of us and it went better than i could ever imagine and six months went by uh and the next thing you know we took we started with about a thirty thousand dollar investment and by year one we'd we'd uh, grossed over three hundred thousand dollars in sales by year two, we grossed over 1.1 million, and by year three, we're at three point some 3.3 million dollars in gross sales. But more importantly than the business side of it, but the business side of it's important, and and I'll explain that in a second. More importantly, though, is we had a, we had some studies done on the efficacy of the program, and the efficacy of the program one month out, families were reporting anywhere from 84 to 86% of the families were reporting that their, that their loved ones uh, were doing um, excellent to well after leaving. Well, that's mm-hmm. a huge number, first of all. Um, that's a massive number, but it's one month out. Okay, good, but so what? This is, you know, this is about a long-term longevity change in somebody's life. 
And here's what happens. I got a call from this professor in New York who was who was helping us with this study. And he called us and said, I, I think my study might be flawed. I said, why is that? He said, because the number of 84% goes up to 91% a year later. Huh. I kind of chuckled. Yeah, I agreed. And he said, no, no, you don't understand that in the world of human development, human performance and, and psychology and psychiatry, the efficacy of a program diminishes over time. It gets lower. So whatever your success rate is, over time, it goes down. Yours went up. He said, there's got to be a problem. And I chuckled and said, but wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe, because we're helping to rewire and reset a brain, the brain first approach, and we know that brain drives behavior. So the more we change a brain in a positive direction, the more dominant those neurons become, those habits become, those patterns become. And in a year from now, I'm making even better choices. And that's been our philosophy ever since. Over my shoulder, you see our book coming out this summer called Actualized Recovery. Uh, it's not about 12 steps. Recovery is a brain thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how, that's what we got going. And, and, and that takes me back to, you know, the early stages of um, 2011 when we started and why we started and how we started and the uniqueness of actualized recovery, which is understanding and accepting that uh, the brain drives our behavior, Mike, whether we, our digestion, our sleep, whether we have debt, whether we have affluence, our relationships, how, how I, how I, how I respond to a stimulus somebody cutting me off how do i how do i respond to a boss or an employee or a customer at work how i respond is dictated not by by not by my environment by my brain huh that's I, interesting if I, if I change my brain i will change how i respond to the stimulus and that also includes drugs and alcohol so it part of the book here we we have an actualized recovery book the uh, we talk we talk a lot about addictions and so and substance use disorder or um, um you know chemical abuse but now it's also gambling is a massive thing with things and especially gambling and sports which drives me crazy by the way oh my gosh yeah well, and, and those were reports too that what like seven players in the Detroit Lions got suspended for gambling it's just like you know they make millions it's like why why gamble it's like when you're well, making millions especially if you play for the Lions my goodness well, go, go back in the baseball go back into major league baseball I mean the the, the pro sports we're going to go on a tangent but this will be a fun one for a minute pro sports have set themselves up for abuse and and some of these young professional athletes are young and are um, uh, open to people getting their hands on them and and thus manipulating games and things. And and I, I love sport, but sport should be kept at a place of purity. Um, and, and right now, gambling is involved because it helps the bottom line for everybody. So I, I, I but the, but but the reason why people gamble, the reason why people are are addicted to their phones and they are. The reason why people use a substance, if you notice, I've used a couple ideas, not even a substance, but alcohol, drugs, opioids. The reason why all of that happens is because the brain is craving release. It's craving um, a balance and harmony, and it's using either a behavior or a substance to get a craving typically from pain and trauma. So we've so mm. all heard of self-medicating. That's a true statement for uh, for a brain and then that's what drives 
these negative patterns. Why does somebody who knows if I get in a car and I drive home and I get caught, my life's destroyed for a while, maybe worse, maybe I'm dead or I maybe have killed somebody. That's even worse. Why do people, good people with good value systems do it? Well, that goes all the way back to this repetitive, I continue to do things despite a negative consequence. Well, why the heck do you do that? It doesn't make sense. That's because the brain is seeking relief. Mm. And when the brain seeks relief, it will do anything despite negative consequences. Mm -hmm. you, you're talking about the, um, you know, the, you know, the certain addiction, you know, having like the brain of relief or some, you talk about gambling. What does that, what part of that does that relieve or say alcohol? What does that relieve? You talk about pain or let's say with um, sex, what does that relieve? Or I think there's another addiction. I'm trying to think, um, oh gosh, there's like so many. It's like, I, my, my brain is kind of like just, you know, in the fog right now. It's like, you know how it goes. So it's like, come on. Help me unblock here, folks. So, <laughs> so you're great, great questions. You're deep questions, Mike. So I'll, I'll get into the nervous system on a very general level. There's two sides. We've all heard about fight or flight. That's something called the sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. The sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight, is like the gas pedal to our brain. It's, it is, I'm in overload. I'm always on alert. I'm, I, I'm in a state of readiness because something's going to happen. I'm going to be attacked. It's like taking a brick on your car and putting it on the car's gas pedal. And even though the car's in the driveway or in the parking lot at work, the engine is roaring and it's always roaring and it's a high stress state and that's a difficult state. So the opposite to that is something called the parasympathetic dominant nervous system. Parasympathetic is like the brake to the car. So that is the car's not moving. And now parasympathetic gas pedal, I'm always on alert. Parasympathetic, I'm emotionally frozen. These are two very different ways to go through the world. So the same stimulus can come at me and two people are going to react very, very, very differently. And then sometimes we can use a substance, well, not sometimes, we can use a substance or a behavior and get relief from that. So if I am frozen, I'll give you a great example. We had a family with a 19-year-old girl called her father phoned and said, Dave, my, my daughter is a great daughter, but she's in this frozen state and she's living in fear and she's living and sleeping and living in her closet. It's a well-heeled family, affluent family. And there's a, there's a, a number of years ago. And uh, he said, I have to, you know, she texts her drug dealer. He comes and gets the marijuana. I go upstairs. The only way she comes out of the house, out of the bedroom, and downstairs in the house is if she's got to get high first. Mm. So when she came to us, we have some technology out of Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, from Brain State Technologies called Brain Echo. It's amazing stuff, amazing technology. Anybody who wants to look it up, it's brainstatetech.com. Uh, but that showed that she was in a parasympathetic dominant frozen state. So you and I and all of the listeners, nobody would go up to somebody in a mall who's in a wheelchair, who's paralyzed, they're physically paralyzed, they're physically unable to get up. None of us would go up to anybody and say, come on, just all you got to do is take one step, then another step, then another step. That's a silly idea. Well, parasympathetic is the same thing, but not physically unable. They're emotionally unable. They're absolutely frozen. It's like a turtle shell. And so now what you're asking me is why do people, you know, what's the benefit to the brain? Well, if I have some, if I'm in a parasympathetic dominant state and I'm frozen 
and I go and drink alcohol, all of a sudden I feel alive and free. I get relief. Mm -hmm. Why do you drink? Why do you smoke weed? I feel better. Well, that's a true statement from a brain. They get relief for a short period of time. And the problem with that is then tomorrow the brain remembered whatever that was, that the drink or that, that smoke or that pill or that powder or that behavior, gambling. Uh, and we've worked with a lot of gamblers. Gamblers could care less, actually, if they win or lose. It is the relief and the rush before the result happens. It's it's that whole period of time, the dopamine hit that they're getting and they're getting, they're feeling amazing on that high. That's the high of gambling. The high of gambling isn't the win. The high of gambling is the period of unknown certainty where the dopamine is flooding their system. Mm. So, so a behavior or a substance can bring great relief. Well, okay. Now we, now we, now let's enter into 12 step programs. 12-step programs uh, evolved, started in 1935 with Bill W. And, and, and they did a wonderful job back then, but have they have not evolved with science. And I know that 12-step programs have helped millions of people and continue to help people today, all right? And yet the question has to be, now that we know about neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to change, and now we know about neurogenesis, the ability to grow new brain cells, and now we know that um, addictions are a brain-related issue, and then we know brain drives behavior. Well, guess what? I'm the puzzle I'm putting together is why then don't we look at the organ and help the organ? In this case, it's not the liver, it's not the heart, it's not the lungs. The organ is the brain, and if we if we help the brain, and we we can all do things at home. We don't need, you know, very expensive uh, technology. We don't need that. To, for this to happen. We can all do things at home and live a brain healthy lifestyle to optimize the performance of our bio computer, our brain. Mm -hmm. But so if all of these things happen, then that led us to believe, well, by changing the brain first, not only it's not a silver bullet. First, we have to change the brain and how it functions. In other words, relieve the young lady from that frozen turtle shell, the parasympathetic dominant pattern. Now she's able to go out into the world and negotiate the world. The result was she went to a great university. She completed her university. Um, and um, and we actually got to work with uh, another family member as well, which speaks to the efficacy of our of our program and uh, and has just flourished ever since. But the brain, this isn't a brain only approach to wellness, well-being, recovery. Uh, there are five principles that are essential that that integrate because we're, we're we humans are not a one-dimensional thing. Mm -hmm. This is not as much as I use computer analogies. We're not a computer. It's not we can't plug and change a chip. So physiology is a is one of the principles. So our body, which includes our brain, how is it? You know, what are we doing to eating wise? Psychology, and we lean into a lot of positive psychology stuff. There's tremendous stuff there in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. Uh, spirit is a third principle or a third integrative part of this. It's who I am as a person. Abraham Maslow once said, uh, what one can be, one must be. And that and that then allows my spirit to flourish. So if I if I if I'm a painter, boy, oh boy, I better paint. Even if I have another job, full-time job. 
But on my hobby, my weekends, I have to find that thing that brings me joy and my gift. Um, and the other one is connections. Johan Hari has a great book about the opposite of addiction is connections. Uh, my caveat to that is you got to be careful about who you're connected with. Especially in social media. That's another caveat right there. Yes. Well, well those aren't connections. Let's get that straight. The the people, you know, the 18,000 friends that people have are not friends. Mm -hmm. And those are not deep, meaningful connections. So thanks for that, Mike, because there's been a long-term study on the study of happiness, a worldwide study on happiness. Uh, the Gallup system did that. It was 50,000 people that were that were put through the test. And in the study of happiness, through and, and this also falls in the world of positive psychology, in the study of happiness, they looked at economics, they looked at race, they looked at genders, they looked at the locations and geography and and family structures and thought they would find things. What the commonality they found is the happiest people in the world had deep, meaningful relationships. And you don't get that on social media. Now, now here's a great thing. Social media is wonderful to enhance those relationships, but that's not going to create deep, meaningful relationships. And then the fifth principle to actualize recovery is our lifestyle. And uh, do we live a brain healthy lifestyle or are we doing things that are toxic to a brain? And there are things, alcohol is one of them, not mm -hmm. red, this oh, red wine, glass of red wine a day is a fallacy. It's a great market. <laughs> and, and dark chocolate. That's another yeah. one. So. <laughs> that one. Well, well, dark, dark chocolate can be okay, but it's, but it, uh, it, it also then puts stress on the adrenal glands too. So, uh, but lifestyle or sleep, for example. Sleep is hugely important, and we Americans and, and uh, people in North America, it, usually throughout the world, uh, do not get enough sleep and, and undervalue sleep. But sleep is, you want one game changer out of this whole thing today, it's seven, eight, nine hours of sleep, not once a night, it's every night, and do it at the same time. Get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time, uh, sleep in a cool, dark room. Uh, and sleep is an absolute game changer for people in this world. That certainly is well, too. And of course, you know, some people are addicted to wine, addicted to chocolate. Some are addicted to coffee. At nine percent of them, you know, suffer from addictions. Don't do anything about it. But this is also a good way. We'll talk more about that with uh, Dave Kenny of uh, Emergo Academy. But first, listen to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by Soundcraft Studios. Visit online at soundcraftstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Soundcraft Studios is the answer. Soundcraft Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition rate. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. It's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at soundcraftstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show. Get 20% off your first project. Soundcraft Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, International Warring Author, Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has gotten great reviews. In Eve 11 enjoys by how its celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out The Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com or 40 podcast platforms. Heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Pandora, 
Also, subscribe on BitChute, Rumble, YouTube, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, in TikTok, and Facebook. Make sure you take us with you on any mobile device. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great gifts 24-7. Make sure you go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas like missing once and wrinkles, plus T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash me and Molson Zia. Check it out today and support the Mike Wagner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Mike Wagner Show.com. We're here with the co-founder of uh, Emergo Academy, the uh, Recovery Coach Cer Cer Certification Program, Dave Kenny, here on the Mike Wagner Show. And uh, Dave, before we talk about um, how to become uh, a recovery coach, 9% of Americans suffer from addictions, don't receive treatment. And, um, you know, why is that? 9% don't um you know seek treatment as well too you know from various addictions you know of course i was joking about addictions of coffee it's like you know i can say i can have some i can have some wine chocolate and everything but nine percent of them suffer addictions don't receive treatment why is that that's a great question again mike the the answer to that is a complicated one um but one of it is is the Unfortunately, the word addictions and substance abuse comes with a with a huge dark cloud. So people who have liver disease or kidney disease, it, that's, a, that's an actual organ, heart disease. It's an organ. Well, people with addictions have a disease but in, or a disorder, either way, either way you want to look at it, but it's the brain. That's the organ. And the, the, the challenge here is that's not how it's viewed in our society. It is viewed... There's a lot of places that talk about a moral failing and a weakness. Um, just do this is all you got to do without understanding that there's an organ that is in a dysfunction state and it's just seeking relief. So I, I think there's a massive stigma. I think there's a huge amount of shame. 12-step programs, you know, first it's a, it's a program of anonymity. Well, the reason for that is because there's shame around it. And, and not just in the group, not in the group, the, the group, there's no shame there, but out in society, you can get cast and, and you can, you can uh, it, be impacted socially and career wise if people find out. So we've had people call us, we've had executives call us and say, listen, I have a problem with alcohol, but no, I can't leave. I can't tell anybody because this is a very good job and I don't want to risk losing it. Mm -hmm. I don't want losing my wife. I've got a drug problem, a gambling problem. And so there's a, there's a, a accountability and, and um, uh, a consequence that can come about. There's also, uh, you know, at another scale of this, it's cost of treatment. Uh, a lot of places it's, it's a private system. I think governments across North America, Canada, the United States have failed people. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a punitive thing. I, I believe that there should be, accountability for people who do harm but people who are are that have addictions i don't believe that's the case that let's help them there are there are ways to do that so but it's true that 90 percent of the people that are struggling with addictions um do not get professional help so professional help is different than than a a sponsor for example but i mean true professional help that's a massive number so here's a here's a great thing well, sorry, it's not great. I, I misspoke. This is a stunning statistic. Nearly, it's 196 people. Nearly 200 people. Now, think of this, Mike. In a, in most jets that fly in the sky over top of North Dakota, where you are, 
anywhere, anywhere, where any of your listeners are, you look up, you see a jet. There's, let's say there's 200 people in a jet. Mm-hmm. Imagine if a jet fell out of the sky today, fell out of the sky, 200 people dead. There's, there's all over the news. And tomorrow, another jet, same size, falls out of the sky, same size, falls out of the sky, crash. By day three, another jet, 200 people. By about the third day, I got to think, that the FAA is going to shut down air travel while they figure out what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 200, 196 people on, on average per day die in the United States from an opioid overdose. Mm-hmm. That's been in the news, yes. Every day. But if you put it in a different context and go 200 people every day you know, died in an, in an airplane or in a train accident every day, the country would would immediately make this a priority to figure out what's going on. And that's not the case here. And opioids, opioids are are terribly addictive. Please don't go on them. Um, even even for pain man, man, management, there are other there are other solutions because the long-term risk that you're that you're going to run into um is quite quite significant. So you know there's there's people who need help. That won't even seek help. So there's a whole other group that are so addicted right now uh, that they're not even going to seek professional help. So, and that that takes us to what we do now. So I told you a little bit, Mike, about our about our recovery, a residential recovery program, and actualized recovery. Then the pandemic hit, and uh, we just found that we could not meet the the criteria that it was being pushed on us by governments you know, to, to uh, distance, social distancing and they couldn't have two people use a bathroom and oh my gosh. Sit, sit, sit uh, six feet apart. Uh, we couldn't have shared bedrooms. So uh, from a business point of view, we could not operate. Now we thought it was, what was it? The word was flat in the curve for three weeks. And then that was three months. And then, and then about, you know, we're, we're nine months, six months, nine months into this. Susan and I looked at each other and said, I don't think we're going to reopen. And, you know, financially, this has been a massive blow. And so we stepped back and closed down our our residential business. We continued to coach with people and work with parents and, and other people online, which kept us going. But we had to let our whole team go. And uh, that was a that was a tough blow. But through that, uh, it was about 18 months into that. We we sat back and went. What do we do well in the world? Well, we love helping people who are struggling, people who are in families in crisis, people in crisis. I love helping them. I don't believe anybody's a failure, anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe in greatness in people. And I love helping, being part of that solution. I don't do it, but I'm part of a solution to that. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, we've trained about 200 professionals. We've trained psychologists and, and social workers and educators and teachers. We've trained them to be recovery coaches. Why don't we do that? So here's my new mission, Mike, and I love this, and I'd love anybody to join us on this mission. Uh, but my goal in the next three years is to have a team of 1,000 graduates who have studied and learned actualized recovery as a as not as a life coach or a business coach or a fitness coach, as a recovery coach. Now, a recovery coach is an is a massively in demand um opportunity for people so uh, you can make an impact in helping people and you can make a massive income for your family because people are in crisis they need help only 10 percent of the people are getting good professional help 
mm-hmm. and you can help people and help communities. Um, and it, and it's endless what you can do as an internationally certified recovery coach. We that is our that is what we offer is an international certification as a recovery coach. And the first program, Mike, is eight weeks long. Um, and and then the a, after that, there's a master's level level program. And then you can join our faculty as well as a master's graduate um, after a year of immersing yourself with this. So um, that's our mission. And guess what happens then is during this process, I'm a pretty successful business guy. I'm going to help our coaches learn how to launch their business. Um, and it's not about creating a website. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to them and, and teach them and give them all the insider tricks and, and, and uh, secrets as to how to launch a successful coaching career in recovery. And my idea is to have all thousand clients, our coaches of ours have a thousand clients and Mike, that means 1.1 million people will be positively impacted. And that is a legacy I want to create and leave in this world. And then some, so that's, that's just the next three years. My next three years is I, I want to help a million people by having a, uh, a, a group, which we're calling the actualized recovery, recovery warriors. We're mm, calling nice. A little, little fun, little fun thing. We're all a team of warriors and a war, by the way, warriors are brave. They're courageous and they fight for things that are right. And that's what this is about. Um, and, and so this isn't about, um, not necessarily about just addictions, because this is also about trauma awareness and trauma is a huge part of recovery coaching, helping people overcome their past trauma, which typically is why they're making some negative choices today. So it's trauma awareness and, and trauma coaching, uh, recovery coaching, and then also helping people with self-destructive patterns or choices or habits. Those repetitive things that I keep finding myself I'm doing, whether that's a financial, oh my God, they've done it again. Uh, the, uh, things that cycle over and over in our lives that keep showing up, uh, our program will, will arm you as a coach to help those individuals to rise above and flourish. Mm, that is rather interesting. And how does one become a, a recovery coach? We'll find out just one minute with um, Dave Kenny of uh, Emergo Academy. You listen to the Mike Widener Show at the themikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonicwave Studios, and brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing. We'll be back with um, co-founder of Emergo Academy, Dave Kenny, after this time. We're back with co-founder Dave Kenny of Emergo Academy here on the Mike Wagner Show. And, of course, you know, we talk about, you know, recovery, addiction, everything. And um, how does one become a recovery coach and how does one person get started? Um, thanks, Mike. Well, first of all, Emergo is a Latin word. It means to emerge. And that's the that's actually the root to the word emerge um, or to rise above. And so the way you spell Emergo for the websites is E-M-E-R-G-O academy.com that's e-m-e-r-g-o academy.com so you can find us there you can look me up dave kenny uh on, on facebook and linkedin those are really the only two places i'm at uh but you can find us on the website there's phone number there you can text us a lot of people prefer to text but you can call us i'd love to talk to people uh, you can and when you get on the website you can schedule um, a meeting with us and that's free consultation and we'll chat the other the other really cool thing mike on our website at emergoacademy.com is we have a quiz um that is a discover your coaching superpowers 
So if you're a coach or if, if you're a wannabe coach or considering, or maybe you are a coach, this is a free quiz for you to discover your coaching superpowers. It's based in positive psychology. It took us about six months to create this. Um, and not only does it identify people's coaching strengths, but it also helps you understand your kryptonite. Oh, <laughs> the magic word. I can feel wow. Superman right now. <laughs> well, well, even Superman had his kryptonite. So, uh, and and we as coaches, and I'll give you a great example. If if a coach has, let's just say uh, somebody identifies and they have, they're very, they score very high on empathy and they're a very empathetic coach and they really lean in and listen at a deeper, deeper, deeper level. Well, the kryptonite could be that they give their all and they don't, and they, they put their clients first and they don't take care of themselves burnout and stress and mm, that's true personally you know bringing it on board personally and not having a boundary sometimes uh so that could be that that could be part of the kryptonite for a coach with empathy but there's all sorts of different um, um, strengths and kryptonites so if you want to learn more about that uh that's it emergo e-m-e-r-g-o academy.com we will certainly check that out. Once again, with uh, Dave Kenny of uh, Emergo Academy here on the Mike Wagner Show, just a few more things. What else can we expect in 2023 and beyond? Oh, with us? Uh, gosh, well, we're, we're talking about doing some uh, retreat uh, coaching. So instead of an eight-week online program where we meet twice a week, we're going to crank that out in a, a six, five to six-day retreat fashion. We're looking at Scottsdale, Arizona being uh, our first in-person one. Um, and then uh, next year, love to take it to the beaches and we're thinking about Costa Rica. So uh, Ooh, stay nice. tuned with us on our website and uh, that stuff's upcoming. But I'm, I'm hoping that by this fall, actually, uh, Mike will be our first live one in Scottsdale. But but right now, uh, all of our, um, uh, you know, recovery coaching certification program is now all done online. And by the way, we're fully accredited, Mike. Uh, NADAC, which is the largest association of addiction professionals, accredits us in, as an education provider. So professionals get um, uh, CEs if you need that. Nurses need that. Um, uh, some some people, some therapists need that. Um, so, and this is more and more recognized. I know in states like Connecticut, recovery coaches are working in emergency rooms and hospitals. You mm -hmm. can work at you can work at private and um, and other. Uh, recovery programs. You can start your own, launch your own coaching business, which by the way, if, if you're a successful coach, you get to work anywhere you want in the world. You get to work when you want in the world. So, you know, if you want to crank it out for 10 straight days and then take a 10 day vacation, um, or maybe you want to have a, have a, create a vacation where you're coaching part-time paying for your edu paying for your trip and you get a free trip. My there God. you go. <laughs> so, so that, that really is the recovery coaching. When you create a really substantial business and, and it's an in-demand business versus life coaching, most life coaches, Mike, today, 70% of life coaches cannot make an income to survive on because they're not solving a crisis. Mm -hmm. So what's a, if you go to a party and somebody says, I'm a life coach. And by the way, I'm a, I am a life coach. But if somebody says that, you kind of glass over, oh, okay, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you do. And I'm not interested. But if you talk about being a recovery coach at a party, quickly, somebody's cousin or somebody's aunt, or maybe even me, um, there's an instant crisis and need and demand 
And as a recovery coach, you get to bring your gifts and help people. So uh, I, I need people to take a look at us, kick the tires. And why do we need that? We need a thousand recovery coach warriors in the next couple of years. Uh, it's an in-demand, fantastic business to help people. And we'll certainly do that as well, too. So let's say bring it on. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? My dad. My dad. No doubt. that I wasn't ready for that, Mike. That one hit me right here. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you noticed. I had to swallow hard. My father, uh, a great educator, a great person. My dad taught me this. My dad taught me there is greatness in everybody. Like I, like, I don't believe anybody wakes up in the morning and sets off to fail. There's nobody, Mike, who sets off in the morning. Think of somebody, in grade, a kid in grade three, or when you were in grade three, you didn't set off to go to school to fail a math test or to fail an, I can't wait to go to school or bring home a report card with Fs and Ds on it. Now, as we age, we learn not to try things or we learn some defense mechanisms because, because failure hurts mm -hmm. and, and, and we learn to avoid things or not do certain things. And, and that's sad to me. So what I, what I really want to help people with is identify positive psychology helps you identify your strengths mm -hmm. and then create a life around your strengths, not your deficiencies. So think of Mozart for a minute. Mozart, a strength would be music. Maybe Mozart's deficiency was math. You don't know how the world would be a worse off place if somebody came along and said, you're really good at music. Let's put that away. You need to study math now every day for the next couple of years because you're weak in it. No, positive psychology teaches us to create a life. It's a strengths-based approach. And that's what we employ, uh, uh, teach our coaches is how to help people identify their strengths and create a life around that. And that gives us greater meaning and purpose. By the way, meaning and purpose helps me go to bed at night because I'm excited to go to bed at night because tomorrow I can't wait for Monday morning. And if, and if you're a person who hates Monday mornings, you're probably not following um, your purpose and your meaning. And when, you, and when you're excited that Monday morning is here, you're probably spot on to that. Mm -hmm. It's one of the great gifts of being a recovery coach, man. To, to positively impact and change people's lives for generations is absolute gift. And uh, I think it comes from a higher place than just me. I think I'm just a channel to all of that. Uh, but that's that's another conversation too. Mm -hmm. Right, too. And of course, you know, recovering as well, too. And that's a really good point as well. What's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Well, the best advice, find a recovery coach. If you need one, here's another one. If you, if, you're looking for something more in your life, uh, give us a call and let's talk. Uh, we are we are very open to helping people become recovery coaches. And even if you're new in recovery, this is a phenomenal way because the first life you're going to change, the first life that will transform is your own. It's happened True. to me. Is that My life transformed the moment I really stepped into this and leaned into this. And it does every day. I continue to learn every day. So that's the first thing. And just the other thing, I mean, if, be kind to yourself. We beat ourselves up more when we're alone and when it's dark uh, and we, we play this game in our head and we beat ourselves up more than anybody in the world does. Be kind to yourself um, and uh, just just think of doing your best today. And But be honest, did I do my best today? Mm -hmm. 
And that's a very good point as well, too. Something to remember. Once again, we're with Dave Kenny of uh, Emergo Academy and the Recovery Coach uh, Certification Program here on the Mike Wagner Show. Dave, a very big thank you for your time. You have an absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live have you back. Once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? And where can people uh, purchase your books or, or simply just check out your works? <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Mike. Well, um, We've got a great magazine coming out and recovery today magazine is done a, done a six page, seven page spread on us comes out next week. So if anybody wants to look at that, but our website is emergo academy, E M E R G O academy.com. You can find us there. You can find me, Dave Kenny uh, on social media, but uh, hit us up on the website, take the, take the coaching quiz, send us a text and join our next class. Uh, we've got, we've got one coming up here. Actually, we've got it, Mike, we got one coming up here in June and another one coming up in August. So, uh, come reach out to us and, and join the tribe, become a recovery coach warrior. We will certainly do that as well. Once again, Dave, a very big thank you for your time. You have been absolutely amazing. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Wish you all the best. And Dave, you definitely have a great future. Have you? Mike, you rocked it, buddy. I love being on your show. And uh, what you bring to the world is a, is a good thing. So thanks for having me.